This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Patrick Royce, we have about 70 bajillion things to cover with you here today, but... Yes. Um, I am. I am curious. I've I've seen all of your tweets over the last forty eight hours. What would you, if if you were running the Twins front office and Byron Buxton's agent said, "All right, hundred million dollars, seven years, no full no trade clause, and uh, a bunch of MVP incentives worth millions more, take it or leave it." What do you What do you do with with Byron Buxton if you were running the Twins? I uh, I take this deal. I think this deal is uh, pretty good for him. It doesn't break the bank if he stops playing. I don't like the MVP clause, but just because uh, I'm an MVP voter and uh, uh, I, I'm not suggesting any hijinks could take place, but uh, it could. You know, the, the voting the voting because of the lack of uh, newspapers that are daily covering teams on a daily basis and the we're now getting uh, people voting for the uh, MVP that are not, you know, they're they're coming from different backgrounds, you know, than than just just the daily newspaper thing that it was for years. And I'm not saying we're more ethical, but I'm just saying it's a it's a more an uncontrolled environment that these people are coming from. And you know, if you can give a guy a sixth place vote, then he ends up picking up. $300,000 because he finished 10th in the MVP voting because not that many different people get voted for. Uh, there, there's an opportunity for hijinks. You this know? seems like a good revenue source for, uh, for the Mackey and Judge show. We got to get, we got to get our MVP like votes first. And then, you know, it's just like a 5% cut of the bonus. You know? I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying there's the potential because I've known sports writers who gambled. Okay. <laughs> And I bought uh-uh. sports writers who gambled and lost heavily. Okay. And, uh, you know, gamblers, gamblers have a tendency to get desperate. So I'm not <laughs> suggesting that it happens, but uh, I'm just saying it's not a good, it's not a good way to set up. Uh, you know, we, the baseball writers of America have a copyright on that MVP awards. You know, they could, they could assign it to a different player of the year award or something like that. But we have a copyright on it. It's not going away. It's not being moved to some uh, more strictly controlled environment. So I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the, the doing it on the voting, doing it. I, I love the fact that they're doing it on, on, on plate appearances. That's, that's hard and fast, man. Now, it's going to be very interesting when Doc Rock is trying to give him days off. You know, if if he's healthy, you know, Doc Rock, well, you've played. I heard a story yesterday on Doc Rock that Kepler was hot, had had three good games, and he wasn't in the lineup the next day. And somebody asked him, why not? And he said, well, three days in a row. You know, he's, he's he, he needs a day off. No, he doesn't. <laughs> You know, and I think this could be a good precedent because Buxton's, if he's healthy, he's going to want to play because he's going to want to get 
all those at bats, right? All those plate yeah. appearances. So I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I, I love this not only for what it, the, how it, it uh, you know, the incentive it gives Buxton to play, but the pressure it's put on Doc Rock from going in there and telling him he's not playing. He just, you know, maybe he won't go through the locker or clubhouse now and beg guys not to play like he has in the past. So, ah, I got to take you out of the lineup. You played, you know, hell, you played two days in a row. We can't be having that. So, so I, I, I like, I really like that clause in his contract. I, I really like that one. And, you know, there's no denying that he makes him 20% better because he makes the pitchers better. He makes the fielding way better. And he makes, he's the only athlete they have really. Uh, base running wise, and uh, he's a good hitter. Now, I got news for you, folks. You've seen him hot like he was last April. You're still going to see those two weeks when he's chasing pitches outside the zone and he hits 125. That's going to happen. He's not He's not a classic peer hitter. But uh, And Suhan today in his column uh, did, did a pretty good job on it, but he made the comparison to Molitor becoming durable. Molitor DH'd when he became durable. Buxton is of no value if he DH's. His value is being in center field and being the best center fielder in baseball. That's my view on Buxton. So hold on a second. So you heard a story that Kepler played three consecutive days, three days yes. and that so Baldelli- a reliable source. And then Baldelli said, "You, I got to get you out for that fourth game. Well, he didn't tell him that. He just didn't put him in a lineup card because he didn't want him oh, to play another day because he had a classic. sore back a week earlier or something. You know, one of Rocco's greatest flaw, I think, is he was injured so much in his own career. And he thinks maybe if he hadn't played 150 games when he was a kid, his first three years, he might not have gotten hurt. I think that's that, that's the only explanation to me is that his paranoia about uh, getting guys off their feet. Yeah. Pat, I think off his feet. I think we've found the solution to make baseball more exciting in the off season. One year CBA deals. Just, just do it like, like the masters has a recurring one year deal that CBS gets first, uh, first rights to a one year CBA creating a lockout deadline on December 1st. And we get, <laughs> The Rangers just going nuts. The Rangers spent a half billion dollars in like 24 stops. hours. For two shortstops. <laughs> it's play amazing. No, just put them both at short, Pat. You're just yeah, standing right. next to each other. Yeah, it, it is astounding. Well, I'm sure, you know, they opened that new ballpark last year. I mean, they opened it the year before, but there was a pandemic, so that nobody could go to the games. Last year, they opened it, and they're horrible, and they must, you know, you're still in Texas. This is not baseball paradise, right? Okay. And I, I'm sure they looked at themselves and probably all those people who bought their advanced season tickets for, for the new stadium are probably saying, the hell with you. We're not going to go watch this. So they had to do something. But it is crazy. And, uh, you know, the guy in, uh, you know, George Steinbrenner would be embarrassed by the contract that Steve Cohen gave Max Scherzer yesterday. He's 37. Boris is so much if Boris's great talent is to get to owners, you know, to pass up. I heard Steve Phillips talking about this yesterday. As the general manager, he hated getting the owners involved. He never, never, you know, he, he wanted to 
to do it himself. Well, look at look at Boris. The, he started the, the the insane contracts by getting to the owners in Texas for a rod, right? Yeah, you know, he, get, he got the two hundred fifty million dollar deal for a rod, and this this is a Steve Cohen deal. The, the owner of the Mets who wants to make this big splash and be the new George. And he gets a 37 year old pitcher. Who's got a bad back. I, I don't know. That's a lot of the 43 million a year is a lot of money for that. Absolutely. You know what it is? The one thing I do like is who's getting the big money though. Starting pitchers, the way they've been de-emphasizing them. I, I was wondering if we were going to have them anymore. So I, I kind of like that. that yeah. The, that the starters are the ones getting the money. Maybe Max will be allowed to go six if uh, <laughs> for this kind of money. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's asking quite a bit. Six and a third, possibly. Um, college football. What the hell? Like we've seen crazy before, but this to me has has jumped the crazy shark. Back. You know how all this happens? Agents. It's the agents. Yeah. You know the agents. We we always they they talk about these search committees, right? The search committee. The search committee, the age, when a guy, job like Southern Cal opens up, a job like LSU opens up, if they don't have the layup candidate sitting right in front of them, they get, they start getting communications from agents, you know, Brian Kelly can be had, such and such can be had. Southern Cal knew that Brian Kelly was available. Uh, the, the Brian Kelly agent, I don't know who it was, but he was making it known you know, Notre Dame isn't going ten million for for a football coach. Notre Dame doesn't do that, and and I'm sure he wanted them to, and uh, so they make him. So these big jobs open up. Brian Kelly's sixty, sixty one years old, and his agent saying, "If you're ever going to do it, there's never going to be a year when Florida's open, yeah. and uh, LSU is open, and Oklahoma is open, and you know." All these other jobs are open. There's never if you, you're if you don't move do this now, you probably will never do it because there'll never be another year like this. So he moves Lincoln Riley. Now it turned out Lincoln Riley didn't lie because didn't he say I'm not going to Florida? <laughs> didn't he say? And then uh, he got on a plane and went to Southern Cal, right? LSU. He was asked about the LSU, well, LSU the LSU yeah. job. Yeah, I'm not taking the LSU job. I. There, there is an asterisk with this, so I am taking this other count. Yeah. Well, did you hear, you heard Brian Kelly a week ago. Somebody asked Brian Kelly, is there ever any way that you would leave Notre Dame on your own volition? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Tomlin said it best a few weeks ago when he said, <laughs> there's not, you know, there's not enough money in the Brinks truck. He said, if somebody backed up a truck of $250 million, then maybe my wife would say, all right, we're going. He said that a week ago. Yeah. Well, By the way, it was it was ninety five million over ten years for Brian Kelly is the official report. You know what? Paulie Walnuts was more honorable than college football coaches when it came to comes to telling the truth. You know, the the this, Tony Soprano's right hand men were more likely to tell you the truth than these guys. They're unbelievable. They're the lionest SOPs in sports. There's no, no, they have no ethics. Whatsoever. Yeah. Last night, Lincoln Riley was on with Scott Van Pelt last night and Van Pelt kind of pressed him on the timing because, you know, they yeah. lost that game. Oklahoma yeah. loses on Saturday night late. Uh, the Bedlam Bowl. Yeah. And then, you know, in the morning on Sunday, these details come out about him taking uh, the job at USC. And, and he said, 
you know, wh- you know wh- when did this all come together? And Lincoln Riley said, you know, early Sunday morning at all. You know, that was the first contact. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Wait a second. So and and he's grabbing like four assistants and their families. So yeah. you guys had those. Ca- and so yeah. Scott Van Pelt was like. What, so did you not sleep? Like, were you negotiating overnight? And he goes, well, we slept for a couple hours, and then he had to get on the phone with this the assistant. came up, though. He didn't know it was going into the bedlam bowl. Huh? Yeah, I got a text at 1 in the morning, and then six hours later, I'm on a private jet. Who knew? Here's- My first thought was that that Venables is going to take the job, and then I see he's the number one speculated guy. He was – I don't know if that's still true or not, but he's the defensive corner, corner, uh, coordinator – at Clemson, who came from Oklahoma, and nobody could ever figure out why he doesn't leave because he had all these offers. But that's okay. going to be him. It looks like Notre Dame uh, might uh, give it to Marcus Freeman, the uh, the uh, African American uh, defensive coordinator. Defensive yeah. coordinator, because somebody pointed out to me on Twitter they have a killer recruiting class, and this guy's had a lot to do with it. I think they already got twenty three guys committed, and I looked through it yesterday. And I, they're fourth in the country as far as uh, uh, being evaluated. This is probably their best recruiting class. I mean, they've always been top ten, but this is probably their best in years. So they they probably will give him the job. Plus, they don't like to pay ten million. And Ficker, Fickle and Campbell had probably cost them. Fickle or Campbell have probably cost them six or seven million a year. They could probably get Marcus Freeman for four and keep their recruiting class together. So I don't know. Were you a Kelly man? Uh, uh, Phil, as a Notre Dame fan, I'm a Notre I'm a Notre Dame guy because you know my grandfather played there, and I loved the work that Brian Kelly did. But yes. um, I don't I don't really I guess I don't really have a butt like for where Notre Dame's at. It's so much harder to recruit to Notre Dame than it is if you're in the SEC or I think yes. USC. You just open up your back porch, and there's a bunch of great players in Southern California. So the fact that he recruited that many great players to Notre Dame in this day and age, it's not the 60s and 70s, it's not era Parsegian, you know, no. where they're the only nationally televised game, and it's he did a great job. So I, I, I would be did, lying if I said I wouldn't miss he him. He does not come off as a winning personality, but he's you, – you can't argue with the results, that's for sure. I mean, he, he's he won a lot of games, and uh, – you know they I, they can replace him I think because the program's in such good shape right now and, and with this recruiting class coming they're going to go to the playoff they're going to go if if I think if Alabama gets beat by Georgia there's a good chance Notre Dame jumps up into the the four seed Somebody, this uh, year Chris Long of course a big Notre Dame fan I still can't figure out why but uh, he's he's envisioning a Cincinnati Notre Dame game I said only if they play for third place. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, if Cincinnati and Notre Dame are the uh, three and four, well, oh, you know, you get to play Michigan. If Michigan ends up being the two seed, you can beat Michigan. I think. Since, it's funny. Cincinnati already already beat Notre Dame earlier this year. In, Notre Dame's in, only lost in South Bend, right? In yeah. South Bend, yeah. But the, the entire thing. Good, Fickle's a good Catholic boy too. I looked it up, so he he would be uh, to be a uh, very logical. But I got a hunch he wants to coach Cincinnati if they make the playoffs. Yeah. The entire thing now, though, is that I don't want to hear anything else about amateur sports in college. Uh, this is now <laughs> professional sports, and I don't care. So I don't care if you're on what team in college now. This whole thing has become it, – it's worse than pro sports because there's no regulation of anything now. Players are, are being paid by basically who the players are. Coaches are jumping because I guarantee you they're, they're saying, I'm going to go to the place where I can pay the most players. 
that that's this whole thing now. So I mean, this whole amateur sports and this is as pure as it gets is complete garbage. Now it's always been garbage, but it's now out in the open. It's now complete BS. You gotta like a a, a world, however, when Paige Beckers, a sophomore from Hopkins. Yeah who is going to be making more money than anybody in the WNBA. <laughs> she now got Gatorade and Nike, right? Isn't yeah. It's going to hurt her to leave college. Well, she won't have to leave college. She doesn't have to leave college anymore. She can. There's less incentive than ever to leave college. No, I mean after four years. Oh, yeah. Why would it petitioning to play seven years in college? Well, well, more why would it hurt? Because she's hurt so. Her. Why would it hurt her? Yeah. She can still carry those endorsements over. Yeah. Yes, but she'll yeah. be less. She'll be less valuable in the pros than in college. I she'll be know. the best player in the WNBA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she'll be no, Diana so, Taurasi. But yeah. UConn's a but, but UConn's a more professional program. People what? gravitate towards it. Yes. Yes. UConn has a, I guarantee you, UConn has a bigger following of sports fans. Do you think Diana Taurasi is bigger 15 years ago than she is now? No, I'm saying now because she can be paid. Think about how how this shapes up now. It's a different world. Yeah, well, you know what? I only am on with you three days a week, Judd, and then we do that podcast. But sometimes you say stuff that does surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. I think we need the hot take. Yeah, that's a hot take. You get these theories, and sometimes I get a few myself. Uh huh. uh, Yep. Now, now, Phil, you mentioned the. uh, the, I got the tweet about uh, uh, Brian Kelly and. And butter is his spice. I guess that was uh, suggesting he has a a uh, a Midwestern palate or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got that. Spice. So the Irish bland food look to him. Well, yeah. if he likes butter, as I put, I sent out the recipe for barbecued what they call barbecued shrimp down there. I think Brian will like that one, man. Oh. You, you you put a bunch of shelled shrimp in melted butter with a lot of pepper. Then you start cooking it a little bit. Yeah. And then you put in more butter, melted butter. Then you put in more spice. Then you put in more melted butter. <laughs> then you put in more spice. And when it gets done, they bring it out in a big vat, and you got to shell those babies. And you got a bib on you, and you got slop running down your face, and you got yeah, and you, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you, you should use a hazmat suit, but it's uh, fantastic, man. Pascal's been alley in New Orleans. The, they might have taken Kelly there as part of his his uh, recruiting trip down there. Do these guys fly out on like a? surreptitiously uh, go to some airport that's not in the middle of town. Take oh, Lincoln Riley event. said it was all over Zoom with the USC people. So, that that it was? Yeah. That, that he'd already been out there? No, the, he, he said that they just did a Zoom call. Lincoln oh, Lincoln yeah. Riley did. I don't know. Brian Kelly might have spent a week and a half. In, I think he flew, I think I he flew out there, yeah. Okay. No. He did like no, a stealth is, trip or something? It is. It is. And it is. What if you're a Florida fan, though? You know, you look at the mighty Gators and mm. Southern Cal gets uh, Lincoln Riley and LSU gets Brian Kelly and uh, you got all these guys <laughs> moving around and you get Billy Napier from Louisiana. What the hell? What did what did, Florida played Florida State last Saturday? Who cares? You know, how did that happen? How did that become a who cares game? 
you know, 10 years ago, it was, oh, hey, Florida's playing Florida State. It's, uh, it, it's amazing what's happened at those two places. Yeah. So the Washington, the Washington Huskies, uh, they, they hired the guy who used to be the thing, some, was it Sioux Falls or something? Like he took Sioux Falls to an NAIA championship a few years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, like right. that guy, that guy. Hey. All right. Hey, Wolfies, the difference with, what is happening with D'Lo here? Playing defense. He's D'Lo is playing everything. He's, he's a playmaker. Yeah. He's, he's won the, he won the game for him last night. And Indiana's kind of tough. You know, they're kind of a tough team. They got that Brogdon who I really like a lot. And it looked like they were going down the tank and D'Lo bailed them out. Yeah. D'Lo of all people. And that was after the refs absolutely hosed us on Cat's sixth foul. And uh, they, they they still, this two in a row that were classic losses, going to be classic losses for the Wolves that they won. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, they the other night they blow a 20-point lead and they don't lose. And then this one, they come back, get ahead, look like they're going to lose it, and then they win. It's incredible. They're over 500, I think. You know what? I was looking. They could be the four seed. Dallas is fourth. At, you know, they, there's three really good teams, and the rest of them are nothing. So Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat's on the bandwagon. Pat's on, on the bandwagon. bandwagon. You know who didn't do much last night? Anthony. You know what, though, he did. In the third quarter, he did. See, that that's the thing is he cha- he changes things. When they ordinarily lost games is when he actually, like, came through last night, and it revived them. Yeah. He, he had that sequence. He had a, he had a couple steals and an alley-oop and a three. Yes. Like, yeah. And yeah. he totally revived them because they looked like they were going to be dead. Down, and the problem the stretch, with, down the stretch, he didn't have much. No, he didn't, but, but – but, and the other thing is, you know, we, we continue in the phase of Cat has never committed a foul in, in his life, and every time he gets even glanced, he's the I, you know. It's well, just like, he did get, play. He did get molested before he elbowed the guy in the head, I'll say that. It was, uh, you know, that was a, if you do that out on the street, you go to jail. That guy was, uh, you That's know, great before, thing he, before he elbowed the guy in the face. So, But, yeah, he does. He is a whiner. There's no doubt about it. Oh. But, uh, hey. You know, we we have the best hockey team in the NHL. That's that's a given. But this this Wolves thing there is go. much more. In, this Wolves thing is much more interesting. Let's do it. It's no Let's fun being as good and as dominant as the <laughs> Wild is. That's no fun. You know how those games are going to come out. There's some adventure in these uh, Wolves games. Yep. All right, Pat. We will catch you tomorrow, sir. All righty. I think they're going to have Buxton's press conference Wednesday morning. They were hoping to do it late this afternoon, but he didn't start taking his physical till five last night. And you're going to give that guy a good physical with his, <laughs> with his history. 36 hour just, physical. You can't, you just can't. Is Doc Rock at, there? You just can't look at one Doc x-ray. Rock might de- you can't look at one a, x-ray and say, yeah, one. he's fine. Who cares? Yeah. Doc Rock might say, no, hold on a second here. Did we really do that? Right. Let's, let's look again. <laughs> All right. Jim. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, Patrick Royce. Mackie and Judd, Score North YouTube channel. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. 
Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.